Hi, I'm Lucas James. And I'm Jordan Ross. And we're the co-hosts of How to Scale an Agency. After scaling our own agencies to over $185,000 per month in sales and working with agencies doing hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue like Hawk Media and Neil Patel, we've made this show to interview the top digital marketing agency owners and highlight the fastest ways to scale your agency. If you'd like to join the best digital marketing agency community on the planet and let us help you scale, go to agencygo.io to sign up today. What is going on, everyone? My name is Jordan Ross, and in this video, I'm going to be showing you how I built a million-dollar agency that operates without me. So if you do not know me, I run a figure agency, and I live in Los Angeles, California, where we are a consultancy that helps agencies scale through best practice operations, management, culture, systems. Now, my background before I got into this is with Amazon. I've managed over 2,500 employees in my in my time with Amazon, I led an eight-figure business unit to help scale it nearly 10 million annually. And we took all these practices and we boil into ADF. And I am now at a place where I run a million-dollar business unit. Today, at the time of this recording, it is July 5th, 2022. And from May 27th, 2022 to June 27th, 2022, I took an entire month off. And this month, this month, in the month of July, I expect us to do anywhere between 85,000 to 100,000 in revenue. It really just depends on where the cards fall. I expect us to be higher than 85, but conservatively, we're going to do 85,000. Why do I share all of this? In order to build something amazing, I think it's so important to really get clear on who you want to be in this world. I used to chase money and it never worked. It never worked for me. And then I started chasing passion. Right, So I already told you I've been to Amazon, but how I got to this place at A-Figure Agency, I figured out what is it that interests me? What am I good at? What do I love? What genuinely is valued in the marketplace? I'm fantastic at operations. I'm fantastic with people. I love people. Operations, just kind of the way that my brain works, I see things more efficiently than the average person does. And people, especially in the agency space, do not know operations. I was able to combine all of these things to figure out I have something special in this consultancy, in this agency. And a lot of you that are watching this might be just doing this for the fucking money. Stop. Stop that shit. I make so much more money now because I only do things that give me energy. And if I have energy, the money just seems to follow me. Now, before we dive in, this will, if you just follow this, this will make you an egregious amount of money if you follow my blueprint. So put your phone away, remove your distractions, dial in with me because this is going to be fucking dope and I guarantee you, you will get some insane results just by taking notes, following, and DM me, reach out to me, book a call with us. We are here to help you. I identified nine steps, nine steps that have really enabled us to get to where we are today in a figure agency. So I'm going to break down each one with you now. And at the end of this, you are going to be able to see something special and different in the way you can operate. Let's kick off. So the skill. The skill is the most obvious part. I've seen a handful of agency owners, though, that really can't crush fulfillment. We, we have one client, and they figure agency in particular, that is constantly asking us a fulfillment questions because he actually doesn't know how to do the service. So it's so hard for him to break past the 50K monthly recurring revenue mark because they are inconsistent in results. And as a result, their, their churn's pretty high. So you need to first master the skill. If you do not have the skill, don't watch the rest of this. The rest is irrelevant because in my opinion, you're not gonna be able to really scale a million dollar agency if you don't know how to do this, unless you have a business partner, which comes later. 
build the skill, then go figure out how to do the rest. Once you have the skill, whether you're a freelancer or an agency, you need to learn how to set appointments, not sell, set appointments first. The way we did this is by first and foremost, identifying our ideal customer profile, which is another way of saying our niche. In the last 90 days, I have realized you do need to experiment on your niche. You can't just pick a niche out of thin air. You either need to do it based on what you already know. If you're a lawyer who turned into an agency owner, you can attract lawyers or you can do it based on who you've worked with. One of the two, do not just, I've seen people in the last week or so reach out to me like, hey, I want to target the gym space. And I say, why? Like, because it's a lucrative space. Don't fucking do that. Don't do that shit. Pick one of the two. You either know the space or you've gotten clients. The second one on, on once you understand who your ideal customer profile is, everything from there changes, right? Because your copy, your content, your outreach, everything will be geared with that person in mind. Once you have that ideal customer profile, everything needs to be geared towards that one person, what their problem is and what your solution is. Your content needs to be posted every single day on LinkedIn and Twitter. I post two threads a day on Twitter. I post three times a day on Twitter outside of that. I post every day on LinkedIn. You need to have cold outreach. On LinkedIn, if you have sales navigator, you can reach out to probably, I don't know, 100 people a week. You could scale that up to 400 a week. All those people will start to see your content. So you need to build content first, in my opinion, because it'll be a lot easier to do outreach if they have something to go look at when they actually click on your profile. Then, once the content is pumping, you, I use Hype Fury for my post to be automated to LinkedIn and Twitter. Outreach, cold outreach. You need to be hitting people up in the DMs, but more importantly, the way I do it is I add value in the DMs, right? So we don't just DM people for the sake of DMing people. We DM people with the intent to add value, which is so different because we're not spammers. We're actually genuinely trying to make an impact. We try to start conversations. So if you look on the left, this person on the left, we had a brief conversation and he said, and I said, hey, what do you, what do you up to? He said, I'm going to start making SOPs. If you have anything on that, I could 100% use help. And I sent him three trainings. Here are three trainings and two examples of how to build good SOPs. Bang, bang, bang. We ended up booking a call and closing this guy because we added so much value. On the right-hand side, same thing. I added value. I started having a conversation. His reply is, thank you, Jordan, your beast. I've been running my... And he tells me about himself. Once they start talking to you and telling you about themselves, you're in a dialogue. You're in an online prospecting dialogue, which is what people don't do when they just directly spam people. Try to start a conversation. Hey, I saw that you're scaling this agency. We, we have found so much success in scaling content agencies. Like, so curious, what's your goal this year, right? It, it could just be open-ended, but start a dialogue. And from there, this guy basically said, he's going to hit the ground running 20K this month, but you know they need good back-end processes. And you could see here, right? Dude, let's go. We see the situation, people capping out at 20K. And then I asked him a question, would you see Valiant hopping on a call, right? So bang, right? So much, so much value. Once you have this system, you need to go into your client system, right? So you need to start asking people for referrals, whether that's your actual clients or referral partners. Over the last 90 days, two biggest sources of leads have been both referrals and partnerships. So we do all this content shit, but referrals and partnerships are the easiest thing because when we crush it with the client, say, hey, who do you know that would receive value from this? And make intros. We have partners that we make a lot of intros to and they send business back to us. So you want to start figuring out who are all the people that are complimentary service providers to my niche, but that don't compete with me. An example here, if you service e-com businesses, you could find lawyers that service e-com businesses. You could service, find accountants that service e-com businesses. You could buy 
um, let's say you do paid media, you could do all the other agencies that service income businesses, right? Form partnerships and send referrals. You'll get referrals, ask for referrals. So by the way, if you haven't seen my appointment setting training, DM me on social, specifically on Twitter, comment on one of my threads if I, you know, or somewhere be like, hey, looking for the appointment setting training, could I reach out, right? Hit me up, we will send that to you. It's a more in-depth training. Sales, if you do not know how to sell, you will get all these leads and you won't close them. Our closing rate, my personal closing rate when I, was, when I sell is roughly around 80% closing. My business partner, Zach, I think closes above a 50% rate. And this is because we add value. We don't do the typical selling, but if you personally do not know how to sell, it's going to be really freaking hard to scale a million dollar business and then train your team to sell, right? So one of the things I do is Zach texted me this morning, hey, went one for two on sales calls. And I was like, hey, send me the one that you didn't close. So I could watch that and I could make him better. I could help him move from 50% closing rate to 80%. You need to know how to sell to ensure you could exit your business. That way other people can do and you can train them. So I have a five-step sales process I learned from the neuro-linguistic programming NLP. And this is the five steps. We actually have a free training on this, which I'll actually just let you see. Pause this, scan this. This is free training. I used to sell this for $1,000 back in 2020. I'm giving it to you for free. This shit is insane. So get that free training. It is ridiculous. You'll, you'll really enjoy it. Now, once you know how to do the work, you know how to set appointments, you know how to sell, you need to figure out how to scale. Now, the number one thing that correlates to lifetime value, which basically means how long your clients stay with you, is great customer success and customer retention strategies. A lot of people are focusing on just fulfilling. You could fulfill. There are a lot of great lead gen agencies that just fulfill, but actually turn at a high level because they don't have great customer success strategies. I'm going to give you my top four right here. And there's some more um, slides after this one. That's going to be really valuable on how you can focus on this. So you have a 48-hour grace period where, some, where your clients have something called buyer's remorse. Buyer's remorse is the time period, that 48-hour time period, where it's when someone makes an investment in you or your service. If they do not get validation within the 48-hour window, they will, on an unconscious level, start regretting it. So you need to crush your onboarding, bring so much hype, congratulate them. We personally congratulate people because we have a guarantee in our offer. If, if you don't like this, if you don't feel successful, give me money back. And we also tell them we've never issued a refund. So we give them that validation. They made the right investment. So we congratulate them. Bring a shit ton of, va of value. Introductions. Solve additional problems, right? Introduce them to vendors. Introduce them to clients. Like give them, give them hidden content. If you could figure out creative ways to add value, and I'll show you one creative way we add value, you will, once again, give them the concept in their unconscious mind. They made the right investment. This is called priming. I have... Content on this, DM me if you want to see that. You want to visually show them deliverables, right? So by the end of month one, two, three, and so forth, you need to visually show people what you're doing. And then you want to have the appropriate amount of client calls. I say bi-weekly or monthly client calls at minimum. You want to educate them. Where were you when they started? Where are you now? Where are you going? What you've learned? This one four-step model will enable you to continually to educate them. There are, I believe, 14 reasons people hire agencies or consultants. One of them is to be educated and to learn. If you consistently try to educate your clients, that will increase the likelihood that they'll stay. Now, when you onboard, you want to have great systems with onboarding. When we onboard a new client, we have a templated message that we send them. And then you can see it here, right? Welcome to the 8F. My name's Justin. Agency success. Do this, do this. Check this out. Here's something. Here's free content. Here's this. So let's just dive into this a little bit. I run an agency community 
a way of adding value is I give them 50% off agency community. I have over 300 cells of content trainings, modules, and client examples. I give them access to it for free. I sell that for thousands of dollars. I call out my five best pieces of content and I gave it to them, right? So once they onboard there, and there's more shit here that you're not seeing. Once they onboard, they're getting a lot of value. Like I said, the second a deal's closed, we have an automation that gets sent to Justin. And then within an hour, my clients are getting this message unless I close them at a unless I, Zach, or someone else close them at a late hour. Crush the onboarding, have a templated message that you send. I mentioned before, you need to find additional ways to add value. So one of the things that we have within our system, I call the agency directory. Now, this is just a small snippet of it, but we have dozens of agencies that are, have been and are our clients that are in this directory. One of the things in that onboarding message is like, hey, here's the agency directory. Here's a link to sign up for it. Go through this directory. Let us know if you want us to introduce you to anyone, right? And you could see here, Joel does lead gen, right? Tim does video production. Wahid does PPC. Michael does email marketing. Tom does paid media, right? So you could see here, there's roughly one, two, three, four, five, five different types of agencies. Tom does social media, paid. This guy does email. This guy does PPC. This guy does video production. This guy does lead gen. There's five different types of agencies right here. So Tom's in the UK. Michael's in the US. Wahid's in Australia. We have so many people across the world that do so many different things. It's so much value. Be like, hey, tell us if you want an intro between this entire list. We'll make an intro. So easy to add value this way, right? Because not only are they our clients and they're in our ecosystem, but then they can go set affiliate partnerships up and then start to refer each other deals. Huge value add. These are some of the small things you can start to do in your business. Visually showing people where you're at. So I call this out in the initial slide, but you need to show people what to expect. This is from Numa Media, one of my um, eldest clients, David Riggs. They're doing over $2 million now annually. When I met him, they were doing $500 a month. When they kick off with a the client, they show them what to expect. If you can do this in your business, you want to do this. And then when you get to that bi-weekly or monthly call, you want to actually refer back to this. Hey, here's where we said where we'd be. Here's where we are. Remember, there's a four-step system. Where were we? Where are we? Where are we going? What have we learned? This is an important slide you want to include in that because on an unconscious level, everyone fucking forgets and they're antsy. So you need to show them, hey, we got you covered. We are doing what we said we would do. I guarantee you people will feel fucking antsy if you do not do this. Super important. And then finally, you want to update people on their wins. You know, Numa Media, I pay them to do my SEO. I've literally built their processes with them. And I even today get fucking antsy about my SEO. And David's my fucking boy. So one of the things you want to do, if possible, give them the wins. Remind them of the wins. They send it to me in a Slack message. But check this out. Screenshot this. Do whatever you want to. If you can do this for your agency, this would be super important. Whether you can do this if you're project-based or if you're not project-based, retainer-based. It does not matter. You want to find wins, remind them of that. And then in the monthly or bi-weekly call, show them a snippet of your wins. That will keep them at ease. Super important. Where have we been? Where are we? This is what to show people when you say, where have we been and where are we? Super freaking important. This on an unconscious level does what I call priming, which basically means making your clients more susceptible to your influence, trusting you more, staying with you longer. If you cannot keep your clients, you are so screwed. There are so many more things in customer success that I have not included here, 
But these were five, four or five of the most important in my opinion. Please reach out, DM me, book a call with us, and we're more than happy to go through these with you. We have an entire segment and chapter on customer success and retaining your clients, all psychological based. Once you figure out all these systems, you figure out selling, customer sex, appointment setting, fulfilling, it's really hard to scale when you're solo. You physically cannot exit your agency if you're solo. I could not have. And one of the biggest impacts I brought on was Zach. He was my business partner. He was a client for a year. He automated and scaled out his agency so much that he wasn't needed. I'm like, yo, let's work together. My clients that have two people, two partners, two co-founders scale to 1 million the fastest, most consistently. It's not the rule, but it is the you know, expectation. If I see two co-founders, they're going to scale faster. It's just going to happen. You do not have to find a business partner, but if you are the solo founder, you need to find someone who could be a partner in your business like Zach is, right? So you could hire someone to take over a component of your business, whether it's fulfillment or sales. I recommend fulfillment and client management, customer success and account management. That way you could just focus on sales and then find someone to do sales. Zach does both actually, which is why I could take a month off. So if you do not have someone, you need to start to look for someone. The biggest tip I could say here is you want to find someone who could be an entrepreneur. The easiest hack I recommend is go on Upwork, post a job for the title you're looking for. And you're going to find freelancers that are really good at the skill, but they're just not good enough to build a business more than like $10,000. That's not the rule that, but is a, is a common thread. Do that on Upwork, do that across the board. Find these freelancers that can't build a, a business and just to be like, hey, I'm already at 50K, I'm already at 30K, I'm already whatever. Me and you together can build a, a multi-million dollar business, but I, I don't know if you can do that solo. And I'm not saying that to be rude. I'm just saying we can do this together faster. We can make more money together. Why don't we partner up? Find a business partner. Find someone that can become a business partner. Find someone that can take ownership. This is one of the biggest things that will get you out of the business. If you're not thinking about this, you want to because you want to get out of the business ASAP. Hey, agency owners. We at How to Scale an Agency Podcast know it's not easy to build an agency. You have to work your ass off to close deals and work on building the pipeline, onboard clients and work on leads and deal with scope creep and contractors and team members and operations. And within all of that, it's so easy to lose sight of why you are trying to build the agency in the first place. And at Eight Figure Agency, we help agency owners get themselves out of the operations and out of the day-to-day -day management so they can focus exclusively on building their dream business. If this is something that you need help with, you need help getting out of the operations and you need help getting past the seven or multi-seven-figure level, go to eightfigureagency.co. That's the number eightfigureagency.co where you can work with me, Jordan Ross on helping scale your agency to that next level. And at a very minimum, we'll give you a free agency audit to help you understand where you are missing the mark in your agency and business. Now, once you are starting to get people surrounding you, you're no longer freelancer, your team's fulfilling, your team's doing some good stuff. You need to elevate fulfillment. You know, this wasn't an important focus of mine until I had Zach working with like 10 or so clients because we were able to scale without it needing to be perfect. And that's important. Progress is more important than perfection. But if you want to build a million dollar agency, one of the most important things is elevating your fulfillment. So move from that MVP to that world-class product, build out the operating system, build your automations, use Zapier, reach out to me. I'm a partner in Talos. 
and we help build agency automations, right? Build out your SOPs and trainings so your team can really start to become masterful at the skill. Now, my OS, my operating system, has, I think, two, four, six, 12 different things in it. You can see there's a lot. Each one of these has automations. Each one of these has very specific things dialed in. You need to build out this full thing. You could start with, I would say, probably the first four or five. I mean, if you have to dial it in, just the first three are important, just the first two. Have a really good CRM, have a really good content management system for training. I wanna show you my LMS, which basically stands for Learning Management System. I have an LMS for clients, I have an LMS for my team. If you take into consideration all of the cells, and this is one cell, this is a second cell, these are four cells, right? If you can take into consideration all the cells I have between both my client-facing one and my team-facing one, we have over, I think, five to 600 different cells of content. So it's a lot. But for your team training, you want your team to be able to go through how to do things very specifically, how to crush customer success. I have a full training here. Reach out. I'll give it to you for free. We have how to do an effective welcome video, how to onboard, how to hold a kickoff call, how to have a client onboarding call, right? Email framework. Like there are so many different things here. You want to make it simple for your team and your clients to scale, build out your LMS, build out your training and your SOPs. An SOP tells someone what to do. A training teaches someone how to think. Very different in nature. So the biggest thing I would encourage you, check out my content on how to build effective SOPs and training. This will be huge for you. The model, real quick, I just want to give this, this the model for you. When you build an SOP, all you want to focus on is a video that says, hey, I'm going to take you through how to create an effective welcome video. And there's five steps. Make the video. You then want to send that video to an admin who will take that video and they will have what we call definition of done, which means when this task is complete, here's how you know it will be complete. Here's what you will see. And you have a definition of done. You want to have them take snippets of the training so they can turn that video into written content. And then you want to have them transcribe it. So now you have a video, pictures, written content, which will accommodate all three learning styles. You can do this for both your trainings and your SOPs. This is immense because it's going to make it so much easier for your team members to scale. Whenever they have questions, they should be able to go to a module or training an SOP and go through that before they ask you. This is how you can remove yourself from the business, the whole point of this training, right? You can't remove yourself if your people don't know how to do this. So this will lead into one of my next topics, but you need to have really effective trainings and SOPs if you're, gonna, if you're ever going to exit because people need to go to the content bank when you're not around to figure out how to do things. It's basically building your own internal Wikipedia. You have to build this. Once you have the integrations, the automations, the partner, you're starting to scale the team, you have really good customer success, you need to really focus on recruiting. One of the reasons I was able to take a month off is because I have a killer team. We are lean, we're a team of three that does over a million, so we have like a lot of efficiency, but both Zach and Justin kill it. Justin, you could see here, he's my director of VNC success. This guy's basically our COO. I could not have taken off if I didn't have epic fucking talent. Now, the best founders I've ever worked with are amazing at recruiting. And the concept, the framework I want to give you is your first five team members should be able to get promoted into the CEO or the COO, one of those two roles, or the head of growth. If they can't, they're not a good enough hire, straight up. Like this person should be able to elevate into CEO, COO, head of growth or sales, right? They need to be able to become one of those three. 
I started recruiting Justin in 2016. I looked at him when he was my assistant manager at Amazon. I was like, I'm going to be a millionaire. I'm going to be building a business. I'm here to learn skills. That was my first recruiting conversation with him. I didn't know it at the time. In 2017, I told him what I was planning. I told him I was learning how to be a consultant. And I was like, hey, man, eventually I'm going to build this. And I would love for you to come on the board. He's like, yeah, whenever that happens, let me know. That was five years in advance. I hit him up in 2017. I hired him in 2022. Now, you want to start looking for people that you could forecast coming into your business in account-facing roles, growth roles, marketing roles, sales roles, COO roles, integrator roles, operator roles, right? Forecast where your business is going to go and who are the best hires you can bring in. A lot of times I reach out to friends, colleagues, or people I've worked with in the past. I just simply say, hey, man, in the next three to 12 months, I'm going to be bringing on this role. I would love to potentially partner could we get on the phone with each other? And I asked them on the phone, how much do I need to pay you to bring you in? I'm building a nine-figure business. I cast a massive fucking vision. So that's part of recruiting. I make sure that my opportunity is bigger than their current opportunity. I tell them, look, if you're one of my first five hires, you're going to be a millionaire. It's a fucking lock. Just if you work with me, you will become a millionaire just because I'm going to be building a massive fucking entity. Just by being here, you're going to make way more money than if you're in a fucking W2 in corporate America. They're not going to make you a millionaire. I will. And I cast this massive fucking vision. I asked them, how much do I need to pay you to bring you on? And then I go out and ensure I can build a budget around that hire. So maybe we need to change pricing. Maybe I need to go save more money, right? I have someone who's insanely talented consultant. He's a friend I grew up with. And I said to him, hey, man, how much do you make right now? How much do, how much do I need to pay you to come onto the team? I make $200,000 right now, but if you pay me one hundred fifty dollars annually, I'd come in. I'm saving money for him. I'm sending him trainings. And the benefit of this, I'm actually sending this guy trainings maybe one to two years in advance before he actually comes on the team. Just think about that. Like, I'm sending this guy trainings. And here's why this is so important. By recruiting people that you have relationships with and you know are super talented, you're going to get loyalty. I'm trying to recruit as many of my friends as possible for my first five to 10 hires because I want the core of the team, think of the Golden State Warriors, to be the same over decades. If I have the same core of people who are all nine-figure entrepreneurs or intrapreneurs, we're a lock. So this is one of the most important things for exiting your business. You need to recruit amazing talent. Do not go short on agency success. Justin's my director of agency success. This guy's an insanely amazing beast. He joined me. He left L Brands, which owns Victoria's Secret Bath and Body Works, because he sees my vision is bigger there, here, than there. Once you have the team, the systems for sales, the business partner, the trainings, you need to focus on getting out. You have the right people. You have all the ways to fulfill. You have all the ways to sell. And you need to now get yourself out. Here's why. If you focus on getting out of the business, you can focus on higher leverage activities. I'll show you what those are for me in a little bit. The way you can do this is by building out an effective org chart, doing what I call the XCS cut, delegate, systematize, audit your team coach, and do the AR. These are probably going to be before the last slides I show you. Let's dive in to the org chart because this is going to show you how by removing yourself from the operation, you could effectively scale. Org chart. Now, for the org chart specifically, I focus on managing my team and training them, building the brand and the funnel, right? This is my branding. This is my marketing. This is my content vision. I'm always looking in the marketplace, trying to iterate, trying to improve, trying to 
like forecast where we need to be. I'm constantly sourcing, recruiting, and interviewing talent. I have three interviews today. I am the chief revenue officer. So I'm focusing on constantly iterating the funnel, ensuring our sales funnel is crushing, our closing rates great. And partnerships. You saw that partnerships were my second source of leads in this training. I'm focusing on agencies or partners that work with my clients and that can come into my world. So here's a great example. I work with Wiz of Ecom who runs the Utopia. The Utopia has 3,000 something members. I form a partnership with him. You might be part of the Utopia. This is because this is a partnership. We have a win-win partnership. I spent 30 minutes with Wiz on Friday talking about some personal stuff. So I'm basically giving him free value, consulting him, coaching him. And because of that, I have like some really killer partners. Wiz is just one of them. What happens if I have 10 people that have communities of 3,000? Will I ever have to worry about leads? No, that's 30,000 people. And I'm building that list, right? Chase Diamond. I had a conversation with him before I left for my trip, right? And I started building a relationship with him. He has a massive community. I am in his training. He has a free, he has a training that he sells and the people will see me in there. I will go from irrelevant to a lot of people to relevant because Chase has a following of literally thousands of agency owners. But this is the reason why you need to get out of the operation. I'm going to show you what, how you need to focus on like really owning it. With the org chart, you will be able to define who owns what. Zach owns customer delivery and experience sales and mastery. I need him to become the best in the world the way he does, so I need him to be a master. Justin owns customer success, which is basically Slack messages, questions, appointment setting, and he will eventually own sales call one. I'm actually going to take that off. Like that, that's changed. By doing this, I can create what is called a standard work checklist. The checklist is something that they fill out every day. They send to me, even when I'm on vacation, that basically shows what are their actions that they have to do by defining it in the org chart. And then by putting it into a checklist, I get to audit them. Remember, if you were going to get out of the business, you need to be able to audit. So even when I was on vacation, I could just go in once a day and just look to make sure that the checklist was being filled out. They're doing all the right things. They're setting appointments. They're closing deals. Zach closed five deals when I was abroad. I didn't do shit. Zach brought on five clients, six clients actually, sorry, right? That's a big deal. He closed six deals when I was gone. I didn't do anything. And a big part of this is they have a process that they have to follow every day and every week. And I can see it even when I'm abroad. Build your checklist. From there, you need to do what I call the XDS, which stands for Cut, Delegate, Systematize. You basically need to track your time. You could use Clockify for this. That's a simple app. This guy tracked all of his time. Basically, he's doing ad management and a lot of meetings, right? You can't see the rest of this. So we're like, okay, if we want to get you out of the operations, we need to get you out of ad management first, and we need to get you out of account management. So we need to find someone that can run ads and optimize ads and do client meetings. Do this consistently. You do the XDS. You measure your time, see where it's going. You could, do, you could build hires. You could build your sourcing and recruiting funnel and process based on what you need to get yourself out of the operation with. You build this, you understand it, make the right hires, then you elevate them. So I spend at least five hours a week training my team. I spend two to three hours auditing them. Now, this was before I left for my time off, but this is me again because I'm trying to elevate them. I'm trying to take them to the next level. So I focus really deeply on coaching my people because I truly believe I'm one of the best in the world at what I do for the niche that we work in. And I know if I keep doing this with my team, they'll become one of the best in the world at what we do. So I spend a lot of time training them because the 
the leverage here is insane. If I spend six months of really deep training, I never have to do it again because they will do that. So I'm doing it one time. I'm making them amazing and I'm teaching them how to train. So I audit them a lot. I coach them a lot. I make them elite. So whenever they make mistakes, I take them through a six-step process, seek to understand what went wrong. We identify the root cause of what went wrong. We show them the gap, which is why you have the bridge. The left is the, what they did. The right is what they should do. And then we bridge the gap. We show them what good looks like. We coach towards the inputs, which are the things that they can control and own themselves. And then we sign actions. Hey, here are the five things or the three things you need to do to improve on this area. Put this on your checklist. Make, put this on your end-of-day report, which we call the wash, and we will work through it together. And this got me to a million, but this one thing will get me to 10. If I just keep doing this, if I just keep hiring, focusing on customer success, sales, appointment setting, and training my team, this will get me to 10 million. Now, AAR. The AAR is a process for your team members, not for you, where they can improve their results, where they can improve their operations, where they can improve customer success when things go wrong or when things go well and they want to do it again. It stands for after action review. This is a process you, every single one of my best agencies have implemented because it builds continuous improvement. It's just a simple process where all they have to do is ask, what were our intended results? So if a client account goes wrong, have them ask, what were our intended results? What were the actual results? What will we do the same? What will we do differently? What actions must we take to bridge the gap? Who do we need to assign these actions to and when are they due? If your team does the AER every time there's a big mistake or a mistake or an error or something breaks, they will on their own improve operations, which will enable you to do what I did, which is take a month off. There was very few things that broke, but because by the time I left for my time off, we had done multiple AERs on our process and we had this focus. You need to build a culture of continuous improvement. Otherwise, you will never be able to take off a month and build a million dollar business. I could probably take off a year and have a million dollar business. I am here to make a big impact though. It's not about money for me. You might want the money though and not to work. You might want the passive income. That's fine. AAR is a critical meeting point and a critical inflection point that needs to be injected into your business when things break so they can improve it without needing you, the founder. Finally, stress test. You need to leave. Before Amazon, sorry, when I was at Amazon, during our holiday season and peak season and prime day in the summer, we would run a stress test, which is basically we would simulate the volume that was going to happen. A stress test for you could be a vacation of a week rather than taking a vacation for a month. So I've taken five days off from the business just to see what would happen. For me, I took a month stress test to really assess where my business was at. So this is me next to the island of Capri in Italy on a fucking boat because I could ball out because my business is a million dollar business and I could be in Italy on a fucking boat because they're not needing me. And when I got back, one of the things I did was like, hey, here's all the things that broke. Here's everything that went wrong. And I told them, hey, I'm gonna be taking off. And you could do this for a week, a day, a month. I want you to aggregate all the things that break and we will talk about them when I return. When you do a great stress test, you find all the things that are broken in the business. So that way, when you come back, you can start to build processes to fix them. So I was enjoying Capri. They were finding problems and stressing the business, which there was so few things, which made it even more enjoyable, right? And the big thing I really want to empower you to really do right now is scale with us, guys. Scan this code, 
that will take you to our calendar link. We want to scale with you. We have done this with so many businesses. It is so fucking dialed in. I guarantee you, if we cannot scale you to the million dollar business without, without having to fucking work, we'll give our money back because we are the best in the world at this shit. And if I could do it, you can too. I'm someone who commits myself to excellence. I'm someone who commits myself to mastery. And this is something we've done with so many agencies. It is so calculated. We would love to help you book time with us right now. Let's build an amazing business together. Thank you so much. You are an amazing, amazing entrepreneur just for spending these 30 some odd minutes with me. I appreciate your time. Keep scaling because you will get there too. I guarantee it.